You're listening to the podcast series brought to you by the Samuel Proctor Oral History Program at the University of Florida. Founded in 1967, the program has developed into one of the largest oral history archives in the nation with more than 6,000 interviews. We are dedicated to gathering, preserving, and promoting histories of individuals from all walks of life. One community, many voices. Theron Hunter grew up in a rural area outside of Stark, Florida, and started working for a plumber in the early 1960s, when his employer dissolved his company to join a plumber's union after not receiving compensation for several jobs. Mr. Hunter followed him to Gainesville and found a vacancy not in plumbing, but in electrical work, joining the apprenticeship program of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Union, or IBEW, in 1964. The IBEW provided him with significant education and training, paid work, and opportunities for leadership. Mr. Hunter soon got involved in the politics and growth of his local union, serving as president and business manager. He highlighted how his union views paid for themselves through his retirement pension from the union and also the considerable benefit of the health insurance offered by the IBEW, one that he helped start at his local chapter. The benefits is, the, you know, like I say, the insurance. You know, I had three babies. None of them cost me anything because the IBEW local 1205 through the contractors paying so much an hour, we started off, I, I helped start the insurance. Me and the business manager at that time, that's when I was president in 71, it was 25 cents an hour. Of course, one important benefit Mr. Hunter received by joining the IBEW was the sense of community and brotherhood. This is part of my life. Yeah. You know, me being executive board, president, yeah. and business manager, and CIR, and then I worked with these guys all the way up until I went into business, you know, man, and it's like a family. You're like, a, you know, each other, you're out there side by side. In fact, you spend more time with your working buddy than he does with his wife. So you know him, he knows you, you talk about everything, you know, about the life and all. That I still think now, I'm still part of it local. I'm retired, but I'm still part of it, and uh, I just believe in it. I really do. I was big time on the Brotherhood. If somebody got hurt or something, we'd take up a collection on jobs. Mr. Hunter also witnessed a few historic demographic changes in the Brotherhood, including the first black worker, whom he initiated in the early 1970s. Though not all members were initially pleased by this change. He was soon appreciated as a valued member, and more African Americans later joined. 100% men up until we had a girl named Judy, turned out to be a good electrician. And she was a, the first girl we, we had in our union, local 1205, because it was all men. No woman worked in as electrician, you know. And uh, in local 1205, it was all white. And when I was president, I initiated the first black person, and he started an apprenticeship program. He came out of the military. His name is Bernie Bernard. Man, did he turn into be a good, good fellow. Good, good for the local union. He he worked hard. Uh, he got put on on the insurance committee. We have insurance committee, and we have a retirement committee. He got put on that. He stayed on it for like 20 years, done an excellent job. So we was proud to have him, and we was proud to have her. I mean, I'm glad we did that. I told him, you know, this was our first black member, you know, and what have you. And he started an apprenticeship program. We just had two guys get up and walk out, and that was it. And uh, after he had been in a while, they uh, were sorry they did that. 
Kentucky man is one of us, you know. Mr. Hunter also explained the issues unions have faced in recent decades, including losing work to cheaper sources of labor, in which workers do not receive nearly the same level of benefits. Turn bad, I mean, you know, the union just wasn't getting to work, non-union coming here, then they brought in Mexicans and taught them a little bit and paid them nothing. And no social security, no insurance, no nothing. Pay them off in cash. The contractors do it, you know. The guy would come in the foreman and he said, I'll wire these apartments. I'll rough them in for $400 an apartment. Well, there ain't nobody can do that. We I mean, no union contractor. So I went out to the jobs where they was at and seen that, and they couldn't speak English or nothing. And they wasn't getting the benefits. They didn't pay unemployment. They didn't pay, they didn't pay nothing. Just give them so much cash and nothing ever happened to them. Yeah. You know, so you can't compete against that, and that hurts us bad. You know, they're saying, well, they're doing jobs that we won't do. That's wrong. We'll do that electrical job, and now they they got them in their plumbing, carpenters, sheetrock. Though the IBW and chapters like Local 1205 have faced their fair share of challenges through changing political and economic climates, they continue to help organize workers and offer them safe and well-compensated work in which they have an important voice. For more information about this segment and our collections, please visit our website, oral.history.ufl.edu.